WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, January 19th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist, our associate producers. We've made it. It's Friday. It's uh, 6.02. The snow has not started yet, but it is on the way. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Just waiting for a snow day. Yeah, Good morning. I'm waiting for my uh, life to warm up. I've um, excuse me, my life to warm up. It's just it's too cold for me. Oh, I thought you said I'm waiting for my wife to warm up. Well, that too. I mean, but I've been waiting for that 22 years on that front. So I'll just keep waiting. Uh, but I need some snow melted. I need ice gone. I want all the salt off the streets. Um, you've got like we go out here at 2400 Market. It looks like somebody blew up a Smurf. There's so much blue rock salt everywhere. It's like a homicide scene. Gregory, how are you? Have they updated anything yet, Dawn? Like, yes. where are we here with it? They have. They What's have. The update? I just said update? to Anthony, "What if they just come out, hold a big news conference, and go, psych, <laughs> no snow?" Gotcha. Would that be? Yeah. But so so even as of you know, because we all got here in an ungodly hour because we thought oh brace for the snow it's going to start at four all the warnings are up and so on so it it allegedly will see a, a sprinkling begin within the next hour that's uh, correct but it's going to be say light four o'clock? they Didn't did 4 a.m definitely did okay. yeah right. I, I set the alarm for four o'clock this morning and i opened up my blinds as the alarm went off and i saw nothing coming down i'm like all right 10 more minutes 10 more minutes. Let's give me 10 here. <laughs> but we've made it. It's Friday. We have Woo-hoo. a loaded show today. Uh, the meritocracy movement. Also, DeSantis and Trump exchanging barbs. Ron actually does have some regrets. Funny. I just said that yesterday in the big take. I hope that Mr. Harvard will learn. As I said, it's time to drop out and figure out where you went wrong. He's actually expressed some of his regrets. And also, corporate executives, including Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan saying, you know what, Biden voters, you better stop bashing MAGA. You better stop doing it. That's right. Because he was right about a lot of things, and Jamie Dimon is not a Republican by any stretch. We will get to that. Fanny is facing the heat of a hearing, and we do have confirmed our buddy, Sean Farage, will join us at 9 o'clock today, as long as his cat, dog, iguana, (laughs) or lizard... Doesn't end up in the vet's office. That much I, I can tell you. I heard somebody on the YouTube chat said that he per, he pronounces his last name like Fresh. Is oh. that true? Well, he's never corrected me on he's, it. No, and we've been having him on for <gasps> months. I know. But then again, I've been known to butcher pronunciation, so well, it could very well be Fresh. We're all calling him that. Right? And by the way, he filled in for this show over Christmas. I had many 
phone conversations with him, mm-hmm. and he's, he never corrected me then either. Okay. We'll have to ask him. Ask I know. Him. Well, Maybe it's Trump. Yeah, yes. He's, he's like Jason Kells, not Kelsey. Uh, We've been, you know. Or Ron DeSantis versus Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Martin Martin Scorsese, not Sezzy. You're right. So. Yeah. Uh, I've been in doctor's offices before. Uh, Mr. Kyle. Uh, it's kale. Oh, yeah, it's like the vegetable. It's just spelled poorly. That's how my phone says it when our group chat comes up. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, before we get to the news, I think we do have to at least point this up because the YouTube chat's going to blow up eventually, and they've probably already seen it. Stalker broadcasting yeah. today from the man cave. Yes, I am. I am. I have a uh, my son's uh, daycare decided before an inch of snow even fell that uh, they were going to close. So I have child care issues here. Got a hell of a setup back there. You got the uh, Yinglings uh, right? billboard in the background. Is that a pool yeah. table? Whole yeah, Dawn, Dawn is used to this because we did we did shows from Zoom for a year and a half. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say maybe we could have a Super Bowl party in Stalker's basement. It looks pretty cool, but I'm sure that invite will never come. Just saying. <laughs> All right, let's get down to business. Six oh six. Let's get to the news. Round number one. I'm sure there are a lot of things to talk about. Dawn Stensland. Round number one. Take it away. Yes, we are right now at 31 degrees this Friday morning, January 19th. We are sponsored by Piazza Auto Group this morning. So I'll begin with the snow. It's the big story. It's what we're all talking about this morning. So right now, allegedly, a light snow begins to fall mid-morning. It it starts to get heavier. And then this afternoon, that's when the heavy stuff really um, begins to fall. So it's throughout the day. And the snow plows are all out, but it should taper off between 7 and 9 p.m. Okay. That's the latest. So I just wanted, that's the latest forecast they've given out to us. So let's get to it as far as the news this morning. A winter storm warning in effect right now for most of our region. In other words, Philadelphia, surrounding suburbs and beyond. Um, it, we're talking about South Jersey, obviously most of New Jersey, and then Delaware. And this lasts through 10 o'clock tonight. Now, we have this big news conference with Mayor Sherelle Parker, other city officials, holding that news conference last night discussing all the preparations ahead of the storm. The declaration from Mayor Parker, it's an all-hands-on-deck moment. So that's uh, the latest from... This is, you know, the mayor, 100th mayor, first significant snow, in other words, first time in more than a 1,000 days that we're getting six inches. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a test, if you will, of the Parker administration. It's a long, it's a long stretch to go without six inches in a thousand days. As I hear Greg. I am so, <laughs> I'm I'm so juvenile. You I'm are. So, I'm, I have Beavis and Butthead in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so city officials warning, the snow emergency <laughs> it, it begins, I know, and Greg knows me so well. I do, of course, I do this. Of course, this, of course. Because we love to play. Yeah. City officials warn that the snow emergency begins officially 7 a.m. What does that mean, among other things? All cars along Philadelphia's 110 miles of snow emergency routes, you must be moved by 7 a.m. Vehicles illegally parked on snow emergency routes, you will be subject to ticketing and towing. And that's effective 7 a.m. this morning or tomorrow morning? No, no, no. That's in... Uh, 52 minutes. Okay. Wow. You got 52 minutes. <laughs> okay. Move it. And you know how this is. Yeah. They don't wait for the ticket. Right. 
Well, we got in my apartment facility yesterday, the email and the text message came out from the management company saying, even if you don't uh, park in the, in the parking deck underneath the apartment, you are allowed to go down under the gate and park down there because the entire parking lot outside needs to be cleared for the yeah. plow truck. And I don't I don't pay the extra 75 a month to stay underneath. I just park outside and grab whatever I can. Um, I, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to totally forget to do that today when I get home. I'm gonna be the. Uh-oh. I'm gonna go out there tomorrow morning to get coffee. I'm gonna be the only vehicle in the parking <laughs> lot. Probably have a ticket or something. <laughs> yep. Oh no, we have. Uh, by the way, you can call two one five six eight six snow or visit PPA's <laughs> website if you get towed. Oh, uh, okay. So there it is. All right. Six eight six snow sucks to be you. It does. Because good luck finding that vehicle. Yep. in High Schools, Parochial Elementary Schools, and and all City of Philadelphia. Schools, well, City of Philadelphia schools are utilizing a flexible instruction day. That's the uh, flexible instruction. Just give the kids a snow day, right? Mm -hmm. But most public schools, most schools, most community centers, all the daycares, including Stocker's daycare for his kid, they're all shut down. Everybody's shut down. Philadelphia City offices, Philadelphia City courts, everything is shut down. Does flexible day, uh, does flexible learning mean, you know, optional? You can learn if you want to. <laughs> I think pretty much. Soccer, soccer was on a flex program for all 12 years of school. <laughs> 12 years of school. Absolutely. I think pretty much because. And look what it got me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Education's you're overrated. The, you're running a, you're running no, that's what I mean. that's a station what I mean. at Odyssey World Headquarters. Paying attention and doing that's good right. school ads, it's overrated. It is. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, residents in Philadelphia contact the courts at courts.phil.gov for new court dates starting next Monday. So if you were scheduled for some kind of a court appearance, so everything is shut down all weekend. SEPTA running on a, on a normal weekday schedule on all modes to start the day, but officials urging travelers expect delays, of course, as the storm progresses. Philadelphia International Airport, call ahead. There are already delays. Trash collection, if you're like... So first of all, we have Martin Luther King Jr. Oh. holiday on Monday. So we were already supposed to be a day behind. But if you're like me and Friday is your regular day, you in Philadelphia, your trash collection is just, you don't get it. It's next week, which is... <laughs> so you got to hoard your trash for an extra week. We're all that trash hoarders. I know. I hate yeah. that. That's what they did to us, too. Yep. They were like, uh, it snowed. It was a holiday, so we're going to just pick it up next week. I'm like, what about this week? What about coming out, I don't know, Wednesday? Yeah. How about Thursday? You busy Friday? <laughs> well, I like that Wednesday. But it's not happening because we use the the trucks as they put a plow blade on it, mm-hmm. and they are plowing. Yep. So no, no trash pickup. Right. We mentioned uh, PHL, an American Airlines plane from Philadelphia, skidded off the runway after landing in New York. So officials saying that 53 people on board when the plane landed at Frederick Douglass Airport last night. No reports of anybody physically injured, but, I mean, this thing was skidding and slipping and sliding. So the plane now is out of service, is undergoing a full inspection, and American Airlines releasing a statement apologizing to all of those passengers and customers. Safety is their top priority, they say. Everybody on board departed safely and then was transported to the terminal by bus. But many of those passengers speaking out. It's been a rough 2024 for Mayor Pete. Indeed. I think I think he's I think he and the FAA <laughs> are ready to move on to 2025. <laughs> By the way, bad water in the burbs prompting a boil water warning. 
So Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, residents in Upper Providence, Limerick Township, and all of Royersford Borough, you are urged, boil your water before drinking or cooking with it, and you you boil it for at least a minute, and then let it cool, obviously, before using. So residents, they're saying, can use bottled water, but they're saying that for, for whatever reason, it was not properly treated with chlorine, which means disease-causing organisms oh boy. could be living in your water. And so if you're experiencing nausea, cramps, diarrhea, or a headache, uh, call doctor. Oh, boy. Because I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know what's just, in your water. Or just take some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> that sounds like nasty water. Uh, by the way, amidst all of this, and everybody's thinking about, you know, Nick Hale's thinking about where he's going to park. We're all thinking about this, plowed roads, the snow, dealing with that. We have the Bicycle uh, Coalition of Greater Philadelphia. They are speaking out because bike lanes, quite frankly, are icy. It's not acceptable. Yeah, and bike lines bike lines matter. <laughs> and so do bike lanes. <laughs> so they've got that going on. But seriously, they are saying that they worked with the previous Kennedy administration, now the Parker administration, but they want everybody to step up. Mm-hmm. They want mini plows to plow the bike lanes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put your bike away until April. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are you biking? I know. <laughs> Dopes. Even the guy that trained me for the Bend to the Shore bike tour doesn't ride his bike in January. And I think that guy rides a bike about 10 months of the year. Well, not everyone the car has. Everyone in the city doesn't have a car. So. Yeah, that's a you problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take an Uber. Tired of all these little city dwellers. I don't have a car. Oh, you God. don't have a car. Okay, it's 20, oh, I have a 2024. How do you not have a car? I mean. My God, we're we living in the Stone Age. <laughs> so I brought show and tell. Do, are we on YouTube? Yeah. Of course. Look. Of course we are. Okay, look. Show and tell. Um, people Magazine. Oh God, you know, that would look really yeah, good I, in my fireplace. I'm, I'm look who's tired. on People. Magazine. I'm tired of the Kelseys. I what? I'm so yes. tired of them. Just this is enough. cool. Go away. Aww. I think that's cool. She's holding up the new People magazine. Who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> I love this. She just likes it. She just likes it because they're two brothers mm-hmm. who play football, right? Who love each other. Look and at their your, moms. And, and their mom's mom. there. Dawn's they're aspiring that, that her boys will one day be the Kelseys. <laughs> no, they will never be the Kelseys. But, but they're they do love each other. And remember, remember the rule of life: you're not allowed in a video game to kill your brother. Exactly. That's right. Number one rule. Yep. <laughs> and with that's that. A, that's a super old bit, Don. <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, it's a Nick, snow day. Nick doesn't know what oh, that means. Oh, that's right. Okay. We'll that, was talk. A, that was a previous show. Oh, well, okay. I always think, you know, it's like it's the spirit. Was so. that the Dick Morris era? No. No. God, no. Okay. Come on. Stop. Just checking. Well, he was sucking my although, toes. <laughs> although, I, there might be a man... Uh, in his underwear, walking past me. I'm just saying. Oh my god! I have a full mustache and beard. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I wonder if the snow day will prevent the big Nick Sirianni meeting with Jeff Lurie. Oh well, yeah. I mean, Jeff might not come back from the right? uh, from the islands. Yeah, well, so, I wouldn't either. Unbelievable. So we are sponsored by Piazza Auto Group. Discover the versatility and luxury of the Mercedes-Benz lineup from Mercedes-Benz of Westchester, Wilmington, and Atlantic City with over 500 new vehicles to choose and special offers all available. Now's the time. Find yours. We are waiting for the snow to come, but it is imminent as it will be sprinkling in any moment. We're 44 minutes from a snow emergency, Philadelphia. 
This is Kellen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 616 Friday morning. Let's get to one last big take for the week. The Big Take on Kale & Company. And the Big Take this morning is brought to you by Budget Blinds. The Big Take, the meritocracy movement. We told you two weeks ago that diversity, equity, and inclusion was beginning to go by the wayside in the wake of the Claudine Gay scandal at Harvard University. Corporate America opening their eyes and realizing that DEI is divisive, is exclusionary, and is idiotic. It's toxic, and many Americans are waking up and pushing back against it. DEI job postings down 44% in 2023. DEI hires down 22% from November 2023 compared to November of 2022. And while you will still see it, make no mistake about it, when companies' bottom lines are being affected and impacted, change will occur and pivots will be made. You saw Google scale back on their DEI department. You saw the Philadelphia Police Department fire their chief of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And now lawsuits are piling up. Schools and governments are enacting change, and billionaires have had enough of it. America First Legal, Ron DeSantis, and Elon Musk, the latest in the DEI headlines. And let's begin with the Florida governor, who secured another victory in the culture wars within schools. NBC News with the headline that reads, Florida's Board of Education announces rule that bars public colleges from using state and federal funds for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, activities, and policies. The new rule, a product of legislation spearheaded by Governor Ron DeSantis, applies to the 28 schools within the Florida college system. And this ensures that taxpayer funds can no longer be used to promote DEI on campus. Of course, civil rights attorney Ben Crump immediately denounced the move, saying, we continue to go down a path of censorship in Florida. Censorship? Let's not go there. This is a return to merit-based admissions, not selecting someone or omitting someone based on their identity, but rather selecting blindly those who deserve what they are seeking and pursuing. Next up, we have Elon Musk, the Tesla and Twitter owner, who is roasting Boeing for prioritizing diversity and inclusion over flyer safety. After Alaska Airlines and their near-catastrophic mishap, Musk saying, do you want to fly in an airplane where they prioritized DEI hiring over your safety? That is actually happening. Musk suggested that Boeing prioritizes DEI over safety after its 737 MAX 9 plane defaulted during an Alaska Airlines flight when a chunk of the plane blew out at 16,000 feet. And the Federal Aviation Administration is in the DEI crosshairs as well, as the FAA's diversity push now includes, and get this, focusing on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. That's a true story. The initiative is part of the FAA's diversity and inclusion hiring plan, which says diversity is integral to achieving the FAA's mission of ensuring safe and efficient travel across our nation and beyond. This is pure stupidity. What does diversity have to do with safe or efficient travel? The answer is none. But keep in mind, the FAA is overseen by Mayor Pete, another incompetent stooge in the Biden administration. But the legal industry has seen and heard enough as well. And that's where you enter America First Legal. 
they have filed federal civil rights complaints against major airlines to demolish DEI and defeat racism. They say the following, quote, We are leading the charge against illegal DEI policies that discriminate against Americans based on race, sex, and we're having a massive impact. Companies that use illegal, racist hiring quotas should be prepared for the consequences. And this story is making national headlines that include the following. How a Trump advisor is making corporate America rethink diversity hiring. That from the L.A. Times. How a Trump-allied group fighting anti-white bigotry beats Biden in court. That from the Washington Post. Some companies revise diversity policies amid conservatives' lawsuit threat. That from Fox Business. And lastly, from Bloomberg, corporate America rethinking diversity hiring. America First Legal even putting out this 30-second ad to explain their mission statement. Listen and watch this clip. When did racism against white people become okay? Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. As Vivek Ramaswamy always says, reverse racism is racism. And the bottom line is this. DEI is a war on merit that places all of society in a less than ideal setting. Its hierarchy of race and sexual preferences is illegal, it's unconstitutional, and sadly in today's world, it's real life. But it's facing pushback, finally. And it will take time, but eventually these practices could very well be abolished in the coming years. The best people for the best positions at the best schools in the best professions. Seems simple, doesn't it? And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. Brought to you this morning by Budget Blinds. Budgetblinds.com is your one stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in home consultations and the only no questions asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online at Budget Blinds. We'll come back and we'll delve into some thoughts and reaction on that, as well as Ron DeSantis accusing Donald Trump of running a basement campaign. We'll get to that as we continue. Kale and Company, live here on this Friday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, hopefully all of you having a great start to your Friday or maybe a great start to your early three-day weekend if you're not going into work today like some of you might not be. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, good to have everybody in here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, you can watch us live on YouTube. 855-839-1210 is the number. Uh, What's on the cut sheet? Coming up 745 this morning. It'll be a very, very entertaining edition. I can assure you of that. Sean Farash, the great, uh, or Faresh, as apparently some people are saying he's called. Uh, He'll join us at 9 o'clock this morning, our great Donald Trump impersonator. Uh, Speaking of Trump, uh, a lot of news with Trump, with DeSantis and Nikki Haley, as well as some of these uh, top executives throughout the country that are either over in Davos uh, or what somebody like a big-time donor from J.P. Morgan 
uh, had to say. That is Jamie Dimon, D-I-M-O-N, for those curious. But before we get to that, I've got to rip DeSantis. So yesterday I said it was time to close up shop. Today I give him credit for uh, squashing DEI in the college system in Florida, which is great because I, I think that pl- that has no place um, in any merit-based industry, and I think college admissions should be merit-based. But DeSantis has got to be ripped because yesterday uh, he was on with uh, Hugh Hewitt, who I guess has a big, uh, you know, kind of like a big conservative radio following in Florida, a lot of different affiliates that I guess listen to his show. And Hugh Hewitt framed this question, I thought, pretty politely. Um, and we talked about yesterday in the big take, what will Ron DeSantis learn from his errors of his presidential campaign? And apparently Hugh Hewitt wanted to know as well. So to wrap up the interview yesterday, Hugh Hewitt says to DeSantis, he goes, okay, so my last question for you, Governor, you deployed in Iraq with the SEALs as their legal advisor. You know they do a hot wash after every mission. You've been at this for a year and a half now. What errors did you make that you're willing to say, I shouldn't have done this, but I'm going to correct it going forward, and I'm going to do well in March? And DeSantis said the following. Well, look, I mean, I think that you know presidential campaigns are a lot about media, DeSantis replied, adding, like, you know, I spent a lot of time on the ground in Iowa, and it's good. And when you meet people, you convert them. But there's just so many voters out there that you've got to do. And I came in not really doing as much media. I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate shows, and I should have gone on everything. I started doing that as we got into the end of the summer, and we did it. But we had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folk. Now I'm everywhere. I mean, I'll show up wherever. I committed to do the debate in AB, uh, on ABC in New Hampshire, and I'm the only one that's willing to debate. I've done these televised town halls. I go out and I take questions from voters. You know, I think that's good. Now, notably... DeSantis made it a point of avoiding mainstream media early in the campaign and was criticized for being, quote, too online, even obviously choosing to launch his campaign in a glitch-filled audio-only announcement on Twitter. So that was his answer. And, look, I, I remember there was a stretch where DeSantis kind of avoided doing the mainstream media stuff, but I think that's a swing and a miss by DeSantis. And I'm glad that Hugh Hewitt asked the question, I don't think DeSantis, if he could do it all over again, would change anything results-wise by doing more mainstream media earlier in his campaign. Okay, so he launches in May. He starts doing the mainstream stuff last summer in July and August of 2023. I would say this to Ron DeSantis, and I would tell this directly to his face. You didn't screw up by not going on CNN or ABC News or doing a Sunday show circuit in February of 2023. You screwed up by botching things personality-wise, by not listening to other people's opinions, by surrounding yourself by yes-men, that only the stuff that you really wanted to hear. And, oh, by the way, I think you allowed too many people to get in your ear. You're changing the pronunciation of your last name. Then you're losing weight. Then you're wearing boots with heels. Like, dude, just own it and be you. You almost allowed, like, in a radio sense... And maybe I'm I'm off I'm off on this, Greg. But you tell me, or Don. Like, don't allow a consultant to change what makes you successful. Take their advice, tweak things here and there. 
But if you have a successful show in radio or TV, don't allow some outsider to come in and say, hey, we're going to totally rebrand you a different way. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I would say this about him. Well, first of all, this is true of a Republican or conservative candidate, because obviously, if you're a Democrat, you can sit down in a basement, you can be uh, hospitalized, suffer a devastating, near, nearly deadly stroke if you're a Democrat, and it's all okay. The media is going to give you nothing but love, mm-hmm. magazine covers. and Prop you up. Uh, prop you up, literally. So this is only for Republicans, number one. Number two, I would say with him that he's right in the sense that you can't allow the media that you know is biased against you, the so-called mainstream media, they're already biased against you, so don't let them or anybody else define you. Get your message out. But he should have done what, uh, and I'll point to Vivek Ramaswamy, who nobody even knew how to say his name. Nobody thought Vivek had a chance. But what did Vivek do? Um, by the way, my, you know, our friend Kathy Barnett, local mom, who was part of that grassroots campaign. Mm-hmm. What did Vivek do? He came to places like Philadelphia. He showed up here at WPHT, made himself available, and held held local town halls. Why is that important? Why should Ron, Governor Ron DeSantis? He should have been here in our building and in Michigan and in across not just Florida. But uh, across, you know, wherever, New York, Illinois, take pick, pick, take your pick. Mm-hmm. But go to stations like ours, spend the day there live. You know why? You get the best local consultants for free. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. So be, because why? If we were interviewing him, first of all, he gets comfortable in front of the media. Right. And essentially with an audience and folks who are going to give him a fair shake and listen. Mm-hmm. But so so now you have this level of being comfortable, not just in your state of Florida, but other states. That's a good point. Did, has DeSantis ever stepped foot in Pennsylvania? He was here for that Union League rally. That's right. Yep. And but he really didn't, you know, he make yourself available mm-hmm. and just and remembers Yoli and uh, our, our Matt DeSantis went to that and said, oh, he was great. He was the Union League, they went to that event that night. They said, oh, it was, you know, he was tremendous. Personable, personable, so on and so forth. But come here, let our listeners get to know you early on. And also, you get to know all of our issues in Pennsylvania so that you you really understand in a a grassroots way, what are people talking about? Mm -hmm. Talk radio. That's what I would say to any of these, to a DeSantis, to get to know the national greater audience. Mm -hmm. Come in that way, in a very organic grassroots way and and meet local talk radio show because guess what if he called in right now then he's like hey nick greg go on, anthony he, he knows you right <laughs> yeah. he, he knows all of you yeah and, yeah and honestly and by the way that's what trump did back in 2015 when mm-hmm. he was campaigning right he he turned to talk radio mm-hmm. he knew from his good friend sean hannity about talk radio that's something that trump did yeah and it's an incredible strategy and by the way you get, like I say, you get the best consultants for free, not just from our listeners and viewers, but from all of the talk radio hosts who know the issues and who are going to give you a fair shake. Yep. Speaking of Trump, when it comes to DeSantis, DeSantis then, when he was on this show, pivoted to blasting Trump and calling him uh, running a basement campaign. DeSantis said, quote, I'm the only one 
that's not at this point running a basement campaign. Biden is running a basement campaign. Trump won't debate. He won't take questions from voters. And now Nikki Haley won't debate and won't take questions from the voters. Uh, I would push back on that big time. Trump's not running any sort of a basement campaign. First of all, he's... Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley did a, uh, a town hall last night in New Hampshire on CNN. Yeah. So. Yeah, so she, she she's out there, and you know Trump is going from Iowa to New Hampshire with Vivek to courtroom after courtroom to uh, you know a funeral and a viewing for his mother-in-law. So just because Trump won't get on the debate stage with any of these GOP primary challengers, so to speak, it is way out of line to say, and which is completely incorrect to say that Donald Trump is running a basement campaign. I mean, the guy has been running ragged you know, across the country from, you know, professional stuff for this campaign to his, you know, court proceedings left and right. Honestly, I don't know how the guy hasn't just like collapsed from exhaustion, but um, hardly running a basement campaign. Uh, and then the last thing on the Trump front, and we're going to get to the J.P. Morgan stuff coming up next segment, which I thought was uh, a fantastic quote. Um, Don Jr. in the news saying that Tucker Carlson is on the table to be dad's veep. Can I? Can, can we just... I, I want to say this once and for all, one last time. There is zero chance of Tucker Carlson being Trump's vice president. Zero. There's a better chance that Michelle Obama gets bumped in in the summer and takes over for Joe before Tucker Carlson. And I say that from the Tucker Carlson perspective of this guy has said adamantly many times on many platforms he's got no interest in working in politics. This, to me, is nothing more than clickbait. It gets people fired up. I think it excites the Trump base because it's a guy that has a lot of opinions that are very similar to Trump. And we can have this argument in this conversation about uh, does it matter who Trump's VP is? Some say no. Some say no. you got to find the female, somebody that can appeal to the suburban mom. The, the back and forth is a legit conversation worth having. I don't think Tucker Carlson would do anything to enhance Trump's electability. Because I think there, for the same person out there that despises Donald Trump, that person also thinks Tucker Carlson's a kook, okay? I'm just going to tell you that. You need somebody that brings something to the table that you don't have. Correct. We had this discussion the other day with Vivek, and I know Don disagrees with this. I don't – Vivek is just speaking to the base that Trump already has. Tucker Carlson is the same way. Yes. He needs somebody in there that is going to get independent voters or something that he can't reach. Right. He's, he needs to get somebody in there that's going to maybe reach out to some uh, somebody in the African American community, maybe somebody in the you know suburban mom community, whatever you know these these uh, boxes we put people in. That's who he needs to be in his vice president. And so I know. Why? And I know the chat and, and you, you know what you're talking about. You know, okay, fine. Have Tucker Carlson, have Vivek, have somebody in there who's just going to, uh, you know, fire up the base that you already have. It makes no sense. I agree. But, you know, Don Jr. also said in the same breath that he wouldn't rule out Ron DeSantis, that he wouldn't rule out a lot of other folks. Yeah, J.D. Vance and Ben Carson. So I don't think he's lying. I just think... So obviously Don Jr. is a smart guy. Why He knows everything that we're saying right now. So why is he saying it? He's saying it because he knows it'll make national news. Correct. And what's the message? The message is, hey, Tucker is on Team Trump. 
it's 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 that hey trump this is who is with trump that's really the message here and so ultimately you look at trump and his entourage and everybody kissing his ring that's what's going on here Mm -hmm. and so it it looks big it looks like hey these people have already they're already with trump Mm -hmm. here's here's somebody because obviously tucker has a huge following that loves him that's loyal oh yeah and and that's all that is Mm mm-hmm he uh, so Don Jr. was on uh, with Newsmax anchor Rob Finnerty, and he says, "Don, is your dad serious about Tucker Carlson? Are those rumors serious?" He says that clearly would be on the table, right? I mean, they're very friendly. I think they agree on virtually all of these things. They certainly agree on stopping the never-ending wars, and so I would love to see that happen. That would certainly be a contender. Other names floated were DeSantis, which I could never see happening, J.D. Vance, and Ben Carson. Quote, you need someone who's in alignment as well as, like, aggressive. You actually need a fighter, Jr. said. Uh, Don Jr., that is. The Republicans in Washington, D.C. are weak. You can have the House, the Senate, and they will still roll over, which I agree with that statement for sure. Uh, And then he does say, quote, I would do whatever I could to make sure it's not Nikki Haley, he said. That's my opinion. I don't make these decisions. And I'm totally in agreement there uh, with with Don Jr. on the Nikki Haley thing, uh, completely out on on Nikki Haley. Um, So I agree with some of this stuff, but like the Tucker Carlson, and yes, like, yeah, Don, it's definitely clickbait. It draws headlines and attention, and I'm taking the bait. So, you know, I'm I'm talking about exactly what I think is absurd, but I just could never see it because I don't see the the strategic element to it. It's just like you're saying with Vivek, you're appealing to the base, but you're not bringing any any newcomers uh, to the Trump movement. Like Meek Mill, you think Meek Mill cares if if Tucker Carlson is the guy, or if no. you're trying to win the black community or the female <laughs> community? I don't think Tucker Carlson moves a needle in those in those segments of the population. No, but I again, the Trump family. I mean, they've they've been in the media. I mean, Don Jr. has been in the media literally his entire life. Yeah, he has. So they get it. They. They get, you know, Ron DeSantis should have studied them and some of what Trump did in his grass, you know, when he ran. But, you know, so Don Jr. just knows the imagery here is nobody now questions because he got the message out first. Mm-hmm. Nobody questions. Oh, yeah, Tucker, he's on Team Trump. Yep. Oh, yeah, this one, this one. Now, I wish that the Newsmax person who, you know, probably just doesn't even know who really understand um, the appeal of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who I love, love, love. But I wish that that the question would have been, what about Elise Stefanik? What about Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Mm-hmm. You know, and mention some women in there because I do, I I have felt all along that although I love I love Dr. Ben Carson, I've interviewed him before. I, I he's fantastic. I you know I love Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan. He's just an authentic, good guy, smart guy. I believe Vivek Ramaswamy will be president. Dot 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 someday. Wow, I do. Okay. I mean, he's just, he's brilliant, he's great, his energy is contagious, all of that, all of the above. But I believe at the end of the day, Trump will choose a woman, and I've been predicting, and I stand with it, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, for a multitude of reasons, she unifies Republicans, She's a she gets it done, and I think that that's what Trump wants to portray. Because they have to have a message that's positive energy, that's moving forward, that's not all about... Oh, you know, griping about this, that, and the other, and the election mm-hmm. stolen, da, da, da. They've got to say, America, this is what we're going to do. We work for you. Yeah. 
And this is our job interview. We are going to get it done. And the Trump administration is going to be one, I, I believe, that says, hey, we're putting we're putting people in place that know how to get it done. Look at what Sarah Huckabee Sanders has done as a, in a short time mm-hmm. as governor of Arkansas. Yep. Look, I mean, it's pretty amazing what she's gotten done. She's very good. 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in. Coming up next, J.P. Morgan boss and big dem donor Jamie Dimon says no more negative talk about MAGA. It's going to hurt Joe's campaign. We'll get to that as we roll on. But first, I have to tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group as we ring in the new year. Our friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles want to wish everybody a happy 2024. And Piazza is excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships. Think about that. They're expanding. In a day and age where businesses are closing up or downsizing, Piazza keeps on growing. Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue. And you will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect and love from Piazza Premium Automobiles. Find your new or certified pre-owned today with Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza Premium luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Nick sent you. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Nick, Don, and Greg on another snowy, soon-to-be snowy Friday. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, watch us live on YouTube. You know, I always pay attention to what smart, financially independent, wealthy people are saying and doing. There's an old saying, an old adage of follow the money. I thought this was a very fascinating quote and a very interesting story. As you have J.P. Morgan boss and big Democrat donor Jamie Dimon saying negative talk about MAGA will only hurt Joe Biden's campaign. And he admits that Donald Trump was right about the economy, immigration, China, and NATO. This is a very good story. You could check it out on the Daily Mail as well as the New York Post. As J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon has warned Democrats that negative talk about MAGA supporters could hurt President Joe Biden's re-election campaign and said Trump was right about several issues. He says, I think this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt the Biden re-election efforts. When people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. But I don't think they're voting for Trump because of said family values. If you look at it and you just take a step back, be honest. He, as in Trump, was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. He grew the economy quite well. Tax reform worked. And he was right about some with China. I don't like the things he said about Mexico, but those are critical issues. And he was right about those as well. And that's why they're voting for him, Diamond said. I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. Um, I think this is a great point that Jamie Diamond makes. And I think a lot of this nonstop barrage of Joe Biden, other Democrats, certainly the squad Dems and the progressives, and even the mainstream media, the way they portray Trump supporters, and this would fall under like, you know, this deplorable banner, so to speak. I really do think it's starting to wear thin. And I, I, one guy that I, I kind of take 
sometimes with a grain of salt, but sometimes he makes a good point. Piers Morgan was on yesterday co-hosting on The Five, and he said that this is getting to the point now where they've beaten a dead horse to death for so long that it's actually now counterproductive. And I'm curious if you guys agree with that, because if I was advising and we, you know, we told the Biden campaign, hey, this is what you should focus on. We know they're not talking about the issues that matter because they have failed in those regards from a policy standpoint. And yes, you could certainly ride the abortion train to reelection, but the democracy thing, the dictatorship thing and just the never ending bad mouthing of half of America or more, slightly more, slightly less, whatever, however you want to qualify and quantify the Trump base and MAGA, it's it's going to blow up in your face. And when somebody like Jamie Dimon comes out as a Democrat donor, I mean, he's bankrolled Kristen Cinema. He's he's backed a lot of Democrats over the last handful of years in a variety of races and elections. I really do think that people should wake up and be like, you know what? Maybe we should we should backpedal a little bit and get off the MAGA bashing train because I don't think it's working for Joe right now. I really don't. I think Jamie Dimon is a, sh- a shrewd guy. Yes. Isn't he the only he's the only survivor, right, of the 2008 the collapse the, yeah, the debacle right. and all the So they by the way, he just got a uh, 36 million dollar biggity big bonus. I saw that. Did you see that? Right. So I just I also think, you know, okay, I do think that he was being authentic and, and I think that that was genuine what he said. But I also think, I looked at it and I thought, you know what, second take, I think maybe he thinks, yeah, Trump's going to win this thing. He does. And he wants to suck up a little bit to the other side. I, you know what I mean? Like, And he also wants to appeal mm-hmm. to Trump voters. And because ultimately it's about business. I mean, J.P. Morgan last Friday reported... billion in profits. Mm -hmm. So he's a successful, shrewd businessman. The fact that he's saying this and speaking to MAGA, not just conservatives or Republicans, but saying, hey, MAGA, you're okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's That's a good business plan. I love it. And you have a lot of these big-time corporate executives that are over in Davos and NBC, uh, CNBC, actually, with a story that says U.S. executives see a Trump victory in 2024, both publicly and privately. U.S. executives said at Davos they aren't concerned if Donald Trump wins the 2024 presidential election. Banking leaders, in particular, expressed confidence that America America will be just okay if Donald Trump returns to the White House. Uh, one person saying one prominent U.S. business exec who was asked not to be named because his discussion with foreign leaders were private said some of the fear about Trump may be due to a lack of understanding of the checks and balances built into the U.S. government. Quote, I'm not sure Europeans understand how weak executive orders are. Trump is all bark and no bite. The economy did well under him, and America will be just fine if Trump gets reelected. So now you got a lot of these people, and of course, you know, condition of anonymity, we're going to speak privately about this. But you got a lot of these biggity bigs over there in Davos are saying, it's not that big of a deal if Trump gets reelected. Things were actually good for our businesses when he was But in not office. giving him credit. Right. What a joke. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a passive aggressive endorsement like where, you know, the world's not going to burn. We're not going to have World War 3. We're not going to have a financial collapse because of Donald Trump. We might have those because of Joe Biden, 
But it's 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 interesting how they're kind of. You're right. They are kind of slowly and shrewdly <laughs> shifting over to the other side because they do see the writing on the wall. I think, and they're at least preparing for the possibility <laughs> that Joe is a one and done president. Yeah. So things were like coincidentally good under Trump, but uh, I guess it's a coincidence that they're horrible under the Biden administration. That's correct. It's all big coincidence. There you go. All right, Dawn will have some news to kick off hour two when we come back. But right now, Dawn Stenzelin has a word for parks. Yeah, because. We all love parks. Nick loves parks. Anthony loves parks. I love parks. Greg loves parks. We all love parks. P-A-R-X. Casino. The number one casino experience in the state of Pennsylvania, the good commonwealth of PA. Because parks really does have it all. It's the only casino I ever recommend. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots. 115 live table games. The best sports book. On the entire East Coast, award-winning restaurants, New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night, and the best brands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. I think Zioli has an upcoming Parks Night on Thursday night. I think I heard him talking about that, so we have to we have to check out the dates for the big Zioli Parks Night. But top headliners every weekend at the 1,500-seat Excite Center at Parks Casino, world-class headliners, comedian Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live, Headlines February 16th and 17th. Band of Horses Rocking Parks Casino February 10th. Comedian Nikki Glazer March 9th. Singer-songwriter Emmylou Harris on March 22nd. These are some big names coming. Free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations for everybody. For all things Parks Casino, just visit ParksCasino.com. Parks Casino and Sportsbook. This is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.